is it so hard to find the energy to implement all the solutions to your digestive problems? Especially when you're probably spending hours researching the latest diet advice, supplement claims and lifestyle hacks on social media or blogs. Maybe you feel really tired all the time and a bit overwhelmed with all this advice. This is exactly what I'm going to be covering in this episode of the Inside Knowledge for People with IBS. You'll learn about whether your gut microbes could be interfering with nutrient absorption, how maybe taking iron supplements is not a good idea, and you maybe just need to eat a bit more food. You'll also find out my top three actions if you're feeling very tired, but you want to start making some progress with your IBS. Welcome to episode 13 of the Inside Knowledge with me, Anna Mapson. If you've got IBS and you've had it for a long time, you probably also experience fatigue. In fact, about 60% of people with IBS have extreme exhaustion and fatigue, and it is one of the most common non-digestive complaints around um, IBS. It's more than just feeling a bit tired. It's like feeling weak, feeling ill and completely lacking in energy. And actually, it's something I see in my clients quite a bit. Now, I'm going to go into this episode, nine different reasons why you could be experiencing fatigue and how it overlaps with IBS. And of course, there are lots of other conditions. And I want to really stress that if you're experiencing extreme fatigue, the most important place to start is going to your doctor and talking to them about this. Let's jump into it. The first area I want to talk about is iron deficiency anemia. Now this is one of the first things people think about when you think I'm really tired. Often people will say, oh should I just get an iron supplement? And actually anemia and IBS are both very common so sometimes you can have both and there are some studies that show there is a higher prevalence of iron deficiency anemia in people who have IBS compared to people who don't have it and it might be down to changes in your diet, changes in the foods that you eat because some of the key high protein foods that might contain more iron you could be eliminating because they are difficult to digest. Do you have any evidence that IBS causes anemia but one of the ways it could affect your levels of iron is that if you have a very fast transit time food could be passing through you quicker than you can absorb all the nutrients that you need so you can be Come anemic due to other gut diseases like celiac disease, inflammatory bowel disease or diverticular disease. So this is why it's really important that your doctor is involved in understanding why your iron levels are so low. It's not a good idea to take iron supplements unless you know already that you have low iron. So get tested, make sure that you are actually deficient before you take an iron supplement. This is particularly important for people who don't menstruate. That's because unless you're losing blood every month, your body has no real way to get rid of the excess iron. And so if you're taking it and unnecessarily, it can cause some problems having too much iron. Your body's quite good at upregulating iron absorption when you need it. So your gut bacteria can sometimes help you to absorb more iron and having good gut bacteria is one way to help you get the most out of your meals that you're eating. I mean, high iron foods include things like meat, eggs, fish and leafy greens and pulses and lentils, that sort of thing. But obviously you want to make sure that you're, you're absorbing as much as you can from your diet. 
Actually, some gut microbes can interfere with the way we absorb iron and some actually can help us absorb iron. So the way that they help is by producing metabolites which make a lower pH, which is acidic, and that's actually better for absorbing minerals. So some good bacteria are helpful in that way. Other gut microbes can produce metabolites which reduce iron absorption. Studies in mice have shown that mice without any gut bacteria upregulate their own iron absorption, whereas mice that do have gut bacteria struggled to get as much iron from their diet when they were on a low iron diet. I also just want to highlight one extra study that I have found showing that taking lactobacillus, which is a friendly kind of good bacteria, has actually been shown to improve iron absorption. This was a study done in people. It was only done in healthy white women, though, but it did show to upregulate iron absorption in people who were low and were give then given this probiotic. So that's a little example of how actually the good bacteria can help us improve our absorption rates. But in the converse, actually having SIBO and having an overgrowth of bacteria can interfere with your absorption of other minerals as well. All right, so the second area that I want to move on to is thinking about your thyroid and IBS. Um, our thyroid releases hormones which controls all our cell metabolism, so it affects how quickly each cell does its work. And it's quite common that you might have IBS and a low-functioning thyroid. These may be overlapping in some people, and some reports even suggest SIBO may be present in more than half of patients who've got hypothyroidism. So it's basically having a low-functioning thyroid slows down your digestive motility which can cause constipation nausea like an overgrowth of these bacteria and also a low functioning thyroid could give you severe fatigue so both of these can be confused with ibs having SIBO or having um, hypothyroidism so it's definitely worth getting a full thyroid panel blood test with your doctor not just a normal blood test i would ask for a full thyroid panel which looks at different markers and would help you you understand if your thyroid is operating slowly. Other kind of signs of a low functioning thyroid might be inability to lose weight, feeling cold a lot, having dry skin, um, maybe brittle nails, brittle hair, feeling quite sluggish, just everything's on go slow mode. So sometimes brain fog and like cognitive ability, this can be really debilitating and can be remedied if that is the cause of your fatigue. So definitely something worth getting checked out. So the third potential reason for having fatigue and whether it's overlapping with IBS is chronic fatigue syndrome. So this has got a lot more airtime since we've had COVID and we're understanding a lot more about post-viral fatigue or post-viral symptoms. And these are normally something that lasts for over six months and it's not better. So you, you feel like you're doing everything you can to rest. You've had an illness and you've just not recovered from it. Um, potentially you're experiencing maybe migraines, flu-like symptoms, aches and pains, sleep problems and sometimes palpitations and these have been symptoms of long COVID as well. So one of the most common causes of IBS is a post-infectious inflammation which leads to ongoing digestive studies and some studies have found that people who've been infected with parasites had an increased risk for IBS and an increased risk for chronic fatigue syndrome. So again this is something where it's pretty hard to diagnose there's no test that can say yes you've got chronic fatigue because different people experience it in different ways 
but it is again worth making sure that you are speaking to your doctor to understand whether you have a post-viral infection or chronic fatigue syndrome which is sometimes called me. So moving on the fourth area I want to talk about is actually under eating. So fatigue in IBS can sometimes just be caused by not eating enough calories you're not getting enough food and this could be either down to over restriction due to food anxiety you're trying to avoid reactions you're just not eating enough food to keep you going this can lead you to feel quite weak have sleep problems or a low mood so i really suggest that you start by eating three meals a day and trying to increase the quantity of the foods that you eat even if you don't change the diversity just try to eat more of the same foods to give you a little bit more energy particularly if you are in a smaller body size and if you think this could apply to you as in you have been restricting your diet quite severely this is something i see quite frequently with clients just not eating enough food which can affect your sleep which then leads you to feel more tired and less likely to want to get going the fifth area I wanted to talk about was about a poor diet which is kind of different from not eating enough this is eating enough food but it's not actually the sort of food that's giving your body the nutrients that you need maybe you're just really low in protein in iron foods or carbohydrates sometimes people will cut out carbohydrates because they've heard that you know a carnivore diet or Atkins diet is actually helpful for IBS so they're reducing a lot of high energy foods that actually provide glucose which is essential for our body and that leaves you feeling really really tired so another thing is surviving on processed foods that are low in essential vitamins and minerals and fiber can also lead to fatigue so in this way I would say working with someone who is qualified and you know a nutritionist who can help you identify how to broaden out your diet in just a way that doesn't trigger your symptoms so if you're stuck about not knowing which dietary changes to make for the best it can feel really confusing maybe you don't know you know what kind of compromises that you need to make and you just don't know where to start working with a nutritionist can give you a little bit of a push in the right direction but thinking broadly about your major food groups is somewhere to start so just thinking are you getting protein in each meal are you eating enough fiber do you have fats in your diet or have you gone completely low fat for example these are all the key macronutrients just thinking about those throughout your day i would start by using a diet tracker and you can download my diet tracker for free i'll put a link in the show notes and that is a good place for you to start but just looking at what you're actually eating can maybe help you with fatigue. Now, moving on to look at sleep, sleep problems can be much worse for people who have IBS. If you're not getting around eight hours of quality sleep a night, you might feel really, really tired. People who have IBS tend to have poor sleep, but there's not really any evidence to say why. Some people with IBS wake up more during the night. Maybe that could be down to blood sugar management. It could be that you're not eating enough, as per the previous point. It could be poor diet, abdominal pains, or other symptoms. The main problem is that when you're really tired, you tend to feel more anxious, you have increased hunger hormones, and these just make us crave more starchy foods for a quick glucose fix. Some people report more abdominal pain, fatigue, um, and anxiety as well after a bad night's sleep. So 
In order to get better sleep, what can you do? Well, the basics. You probably know most of this stuff already, but core sleep hygiene tips like doing some exercise during the day to tire your body out, trying to reduce your mental load so that you can actually switch off. And this includes having some downtime away from screens, away from your emails before you go to bed. And then in terms of like your bedroom, trying to make it as cool and dark as possible, really comfortable. Also just really trying to get stuff out of your head you know we live in such a busy world that if you can do some journaling before you go to sleep maybe some like gentle yoga or stretching that can really help if you're someone who gets woken up a lot in the night with gas and painful stomach cramps then yoga can actually be really helpful as well so I'd say First of all, you need to try and work out what the problems with your gas um, are, what is your trigger for the gas, but also just trying to release it as much as possible. So doing some exercise in the day and some yoga before you go to bed, seeing if you can try and get that out before you go to sleep. Now, the seventh point um, is just around anxiety. So could this be the reason for your fatigue in your IBS? Is it related to anxiety? We know that people who have IBS have much higher anxiety levels or tend to experience a range of different mental health conditions. And anxiety is actually completely exhausting. It can cause you to feel very fatigued. When you're anxious, we tend to feel exhausted quite quickly due to tension in our muscles, like lack of sleep chronically and constant sort of hypervigilance. You're always thinking, what's going to happen next? What's happening? And Actually, on a physical level, prolonged exposure to stress can leave us low in um, some B vitamins and magnesium, both of which are needed for energy production. So high levels of anxiety and stress in the long term can lead to changes in your digestion and changes in your energy levels. The way it affects digestion is that when we're in a fight or flight state, our body just deprioritizes digestion, meaning that less blood flow goes to the gut, which can increase things like bloating, gas and cramps and just cause further problems. And also, you know, going back to the previous point, it can actually change your sleep. The next area that I wanted to talk about is inflammation in the gut. Now, what I'm not talking about here is inflammation that is linked to inflammatory bowel disease. So people who have ulcerative colitis, where you've got a specific immune reaction to um, changes in the gut. These are completely different from IBS and we know that in IBS some people may have higher levels of mast cells. These are particular cells that can activate immune response sometimes when you get um, an allergen like if you have hay fever for example you get release of histamine from the mast cells. We can have this in the gut as well and they can be triggered by contact with an allergen, could be specific gut microbes which are triggering a low level immune reaction, some pathogens maybe like like a parasite or other immune conditions that could just be triggered by what you've been eating, for example. And we know that higher levels of these mast cells in the gut are associated with increased fatigue. So some people who have IBS, who have higher immune activation in your colon, could have higher levels of anxiety and depression. And that has been shown in certain studies. Mast cells might also be triggering your nervous system, um, maybe increasing the abdominal cramps and pains by the enteric nervous system, which is like your gut's nervous system. So just increasing the amount of cramping and processing the food through the gut. If you can try and get to the bottom of this low level inflammation, 
then you might be able to get more energy. So basically like resolving some of your IBS might reduce the immune inflammation, could potentially help with your energy levels. Now things you can do is going to be about improving the balance of gut bacteria. One of the best things to do for that is to eat a wider variety of food, to eat more varied plant-based diet. I don't mean vegan diet by the way, I just mean more different types of plants. And also just thinking about your overall lifestyle changes. So I was a bit hesitant to include this topic because inflammation in itself, I think I'm going to do another whole episode just about gut inflammation and what that actually means because it gets a bit misrepresented online, I would say. And the very final topic for this podcast is going to be about inactivity. And I know that sounds really weird that actually being inactive could be making you more tired. And maybe regular exercise is the last thing on your mind when you're feeling exhausted. But actually, regular daily movement, however small it is, has been shown to improve fatigue. Moving your body also really helps to reduce anxiety, which we know can be higher in people who've got IBS. You don't need to start climbing mountains or doing a crossfit class but just a simple slow walk every day or some quiet yoga at home if you don't want to leave the house can be a good first start a little bit of movement really does help to improve your digestion improve your mental health and if you can do this outside even better because that helps to reset your circadian rhythm which helps you to sleep better and just helps your body to do the things it should at the, at the right time of day. So inactivity can actually be a cause of fatigue. So as much movement as you can get, the better. So I've lifted out quite a few things that you could think about to try and improve your exhaustion levels and your fatigue in IBS. Even this list in itself might be overwhelming and I guess my main bit of advice is to try and find someone to work with who really understands what you're going through so that you can try to improve rather than tackling all of these things on your own. But if I had to boil it down to three things that I would like you to take from this episode, the first one is to go to your doctor and get some blood tests. This is to check for anemia, to check your thyroid. These are things that can be managed and it would be so good, wouldn't it, if you could have a solution that would reduce some of your fatigue. And also what I find is if you've been to your doctor and had some blood tests, it may help to reduce your worry and your anxiety levels. So I would start there if you haven't already. If you have done a set of bloods, you've had a thyroid panel, full blood test and everything is okay, the next thing to do is to focus on your sleep hygiene. So whilst we're feeling extremely tired and fatigued, one of the things you want to do is get as much sleep as possible to try and help your body recover and regenerate overnight. Now, in order to get better sleep, you're probably going to have to expose yourself to more daylight during the day, try and move your body as much as is feasible for you during the day and to try to do that sleep wind down that I mentioned so like stopping looking at computers and emails and all of that thing a couple of hours before bed focus on some maybe gentle movement breathing practices journaling anything that tries to get content out of your head and onto the page a little routine that helps you wind down for bed making a special herb tea 
like make putting some nice pajamas on as well as making sure your bedroom is cool and quiet if it's not use earplugs use an eye mask try and maximize your ability to get the best night's sleep if you're feeling fatigued this is the second thing i would focus on and then the third thing is just to eat more fruit and vegetables i've mentioned a couple of things about diets in this podcast but one of the smallest things you could do is just to eat one extra fruit or vegetable per day that is not overwhelming for most people. It's a simple thing you can do to start improving your fibre content, your access to vitamins and minerals. And I would just start there if you don't know where to start. If you want a bit more help, obviously I work with people one-to-one and I'm also running a course from 2023 September where I'll be taking groups of people through my three-month programme and it'll be done in a group coaching environment. So if you feel like you need more direction than just listening to this list of things in a podcast, then please get in touch, take a look at my website and I'll put the links in the show notes for the group gut reset, but also my one-to-one gut reset and I hope to hear from you soon if you feel like it would be a good fit for me to work with you. Okay I'm gonna leave it there for this week. I will be back next week. See you then.